If you're listening live and want to call in, you're more than welcome to at 520-621-5806. Cole, we're going to get started with college basketball. Arizona starts their season tomorrow against NAU, and then this Sunday they play Illinois. Both the games are at home. What are you expecting with uh, Zeke Naji expected to be in and Devonair Dutrieve not expected to play? Uh, I think those are the Wildcats' two best starters right now, especially early on in the year. I think Zeke Naji gives a presence down low defensively and offensively that the Wildcats lacked last year. And Dutrieve, I think that... You know this. I was pretty high on him last year. I wanted him to get some more playing time, but, no. you know, he didn't work out. But, you know, he's the one that's approved the most this offseason, I think, just from the red and blue game, the little sample sizes we've seen of him. <clears throat> but um, he's going to be missed. But I think that the Wildcats are going to come out and, you know, get two dubs in McHale. Yeah, even though they don't have Dutrieve, um, they'll still have Najee, who's been dealing with an ankle injury. And then they'll also have Nico and Josh and Ira, Chase. I mean, the rest of their team will still be there, and they're still really good, even without uh, Dutrieve, who, as much as it pains me to say me say this, has looked like the Wildcats' best player. I wasn't very high on him last year. Yeah. Thought he was a turnover machine, didn't really get the best shots. But I really liked last year how, even though shots might not have been falling, he still he rebounded all the time, and he still made plays for the players around him. He was one of those guys that you could see his effort. It was contagious. He gave it your all. And honestly, the Wildcats kind of missed a shot creator a little bit after Trier and stuff. And say what you want. He did win the game against Oregon State. I know it was Oregon State, but he hit the game winner. It's like he has some capability in him, and he's not scared of the moment. And guys like that, I enjoy watching. I was going to say, that, uh, he always seems to be in the right place at the right time. hope that didn't go away, but that's... You need someone like that on your team, especially like getting later in the season when you're trying to make a run in the tournament or even just in the Pac-12 tournament. Other games tonight. So tonight kicks off college basketball, even though Arizona plays tomorrow. Uh, the Champions Classic is tonight. Uh, what, what are you going to be looking for in that? I mean, it's one through four. The four best teams supposedly in the preseason poll The everyone talks about. You see their name consistently throughout college basketball. Michigan State, Kentucky, Kansas, and Duke. They're always at the top of recruiting. They have four of the best coaches in the game. It's It's exciting. It's good to see college basketball get off to you know in college football you don't necessarily see one against two all the time i mean we're gonna see it this weekend but um, bad example yeah bad example there but it's nice to see it the first week like let's see what these kids talent are made of them and it gets them in the moment because you know a lot of these kids are one and done so let's get it going on the right foot yeah see the only problem that i have with it is i wish it was just a couple weeks into the season maybe maybe not the first game i know everyone gets all excited about it but you just look at last year duke won by what like 50 points against kentucky yes. i i would just i would just like to see maybe the kids play together for at least like a week and then see how they play against the other top teams in the country yeah i could see that because people read into it a little bit too much i guess like people get too hyped or too you know upset everyone in the world thought after that duke was going to win it all and then you know they didn't didn't even make the final four and Oregon plays tonight, too. That's probably the Wildcats' you know, biggest threat, I guess you could say. And uh, they play Fresno State tonight. It's going to be exciting to watch them, too. They have a lot of young talent coming in. You going to tune in for that, Jack? Or how are you feeling about them tonight? Yeah, if I have time. <laughs> uh, yeah, Oregon's going to be really, really good. They were picked to finish first in the Pac-12. Yeah. Uh, Peyton Pritchard, who's 
reminds me a lot of TJ McConnell when he is here, but he terrifies me. Pritchard has been here for now four years. You just always like he comes back for another year, and you're like, this guy has to be like 30 years old. Like, why why is he still here? Like, he's not quite good enough to be probably drafted in the NBA, but he's very very good. He single handedly led Oregon to the Pac-12 tournament championship last year. Reminds me a lot of the Virginia guys, like Kyle Guy and stuff like that. Like, just the ability to, you know not scared of the moment takes the big shots makes the big shots like Oregon scares me <laughs> we'll move over to college basketball now college or college basketball excuse me college football now um we suck see, what, did, what do you see from this Arizona team we suck <laughs> you wrote Arizona sucks it is horrible <laughs> to watch it's I was so excited for the coaching change because I just really wanted to make a bowl game like I just desperately wanted to make a bowl game. I'm tired of being like a laughing stock, I guess. Like, we're not the worst team of the Pac 12, but we're not even the medium team. Like, we're in the bottom of the pack, like, like recently. 11. Solidly yeah, 11. and it's, it's depressing. Like, I want to wake up on Saturday and want to watch my team play, and I can't. Like, I, I just hope it's a close game at this point. Like, hey, we have a bye week this week. Can't lose. <laughs> facts. Can't get much worse. I just. I don't want to see Khalil Tate ever on the field again. No, he he <laughs> should he should not play. If you follow me on Twitter, um, the last two college Arizona games, I uh, got in Twitter fights with people who think that Khalil Tate is is the answer and he should be the one always starting over Grant Cannell, who if you just look at his numbers, they're so much better. Cannell led Arizona back from, what, like 30 points in the third quarter. Yeah. Got it within a 10-point game against Oregon State and then... They just, the offense just kind of – you can't ask the offense to come back from 30 points in the second half. Tate's biggest strength is his legs, and Grant escaped out of the pocket more on pressure than Tate did that entire game. Pretty sure Grant had more rushing yards. I think he did, but if Tate's not running, there's no reason for him to be in the lineup. There no. just isn't. Grant's better at everything else. And it seems like the team likes playing for him, too. Well, like you just, could even hear it in the stands. People were booing when someone kept putting Tate back out there. Everybody wanted to see Grant. Everybody un- has an understanding that this year is over. It's like, we're not playing for anything else this year. Like, we got two top ten matchups and then our rival. Like, we want to beat ASU. I, I don't see it yeah, going well a- in if, Eugene. If, if we beat ASU, it's a successful season. I don't even care. That's, that's fair enough. I will I could agree with that. For some reason, I still think we're going to beat Utah. But that's just me, and that's me growing up an Arizona football fan and seeing weirder stuff happen. Um, everyone has called me crazy, but I don't know. We always – Late November, top 10 team, just for some reason, I think it's going to happen. It's going to be like a 14-10, to 20-17 game. I 100% agreed with you before the disappointment of losing to Oregon <laughs> State. My entire life, Oregon State has been the worst team in the Pac-12. Like, it's Pac-10, Pac-12. They're horrible. They've always been bad. But they came in here, and they ran us. They destroyed us. They ran for over 200 yards on us. Like, I don't know – I can't have confidence in that anymore. We looked bad against Washington, and Utah had an impressive win in Washington this week. I don't know. Just, That's fair I enough. Don't, no, I, don't, I don't know your why. Opinion. It's wrong, people, but you're entitled I, to I it. I understand. People ask me, like, well, Jack, why do you think that? And I'm like, I, I, I don't have a good answer as to why. Some things that will have to happen to beat Utah, Khalil Tate does not touch the field. Arizona has to have like a plus three turnover. JJ Taylor has 500 JJ yards Taylor himself. JJ Taylor has 500 <laughs> yards and six touchdowns. Yeah. But for some reason, it's going to happen. 
Okay. Okay. I hope in, so. th- in three weeks, when I hope Arizona so. beats them, I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna play this tape for you. Okay, that's fine. So the World Series ended. Sadly, baseball by far my favorite sport. Not even close. Very sad. Nationals, tip of the cap. Way to go. Finally doing it. Getting over the hump. You're Everybody counted you out. You guys started off the year horrible, but ended it better than anyone else. And kudos, you know, winning your world first, winning your first World Series in your first World Series appearance alone, like that's impressive. They, you know, a lot of homegrown talent on that roster with Strasburg, obviously him winning the World Series MVP, well deserving. He was the best pitcher in the postseason. It's gonna look good in a Padre uniform. <laughs> You know, I hope that happens. I, you know, there's still six teams that have never won a World Series with, you know, the Padres being one of them, obviously. Um, Padres, Mariners, Rays, Rockies, Rangers, and Brewers. Of those six teams, who do you think gets a World Series first? Man, you know. Mariners have never, ever been to a World Series. Yeah, I, the Padres are... Tatis is a monster. Like he has gained my respect. I I won't say he's a top five shortstop yet, but he's on the cusp. He's going to be really, really good for many, many years. Health is obviously going to play into that. He, we saw him. He would yeah. He would have won Rookie of the Year if he didn't get hurt this year. Uh, Pete he Alonso was, had a lot of dingers. <laughs> Tatis was still in the top I, three. And I know. He missed more than I understand. Half the year. I understand. Okay. I just. Okay. What do people tune in to watch now? <laughs> it's home runs. Like. It just is. Tatis does everything with the glove and flashing. I think Tatis is a better player. I'm not then, arguing Then why that, is Javi Baez so much more popular than Pete Alonso? Why are players like Javi Baez? I mean, the Cubs are better. I understand it's the Cubs, but... It's also winning to an extent. Like, the Cubs have been good the past couple of years, and the Mets have been kind of... Oh, I mean, it's also... Just, he's so Pete much. Alonso was also a rookie, so his name isn't as known as Baez. He's been in the league for several years. I just I don't understand how you come to rookie of the year for only hitting home runs, unless you're hitting 75 home runs. I, set the, I don't he know. set a record. I, okay, I I don't think you should win rookie of the year just by hitting home runs. You have to do everything. That's it's not fair. it's not home run hitter of the that's year. Fair, that's fair enough. So there's some there's some big free agents. Who do you want your Padres to get? Or I mean, Strasburg. Would you I'd rather really, have Strasburg, Cole, or Bumgarner? Those are the three guys. Honestly, I would ra- I'd probably most rather ha- most want Strasburg because he's from San Diego, went to high school there, went to SDSU. That's where he grew up. I, I played baseball in high school and Strasburg would come to my high school and just throw bullpens all the time. So he comes to San Diego all the time. He has a house in San Diego. He That's where he wants to be. I think he would really like pitching there. Petco's a pitcher's park. I think he would really like to pitch there. So if you get Strasburg, are you guys actually in content to beat the Dodgers? Honestly, I don't no know. Biased. I don't. I don't know if they would beat because Dodgers are the Dodgers. I just, I think they would be able to. They would definitely be second place in the NL West. The only thing is they where they get ninety wins, make playoffs. It, does he make that big of a difference? Because you figure then Paddock probably goes to the two. You get Garrett Richards back, so he's probably your three realistically. I mean, there's obviously more moves they can make. There's more talent available. But, like, you know, that's not a bad one, two, three punch. No, I understand. And there's also so many, especially with the – they have so many young pitchers, too, that are still in AAA, like Mackenzie yeah. Gore. And so I don't – I think maybe not next year is when they'll make the playoffs, but I think the year after that is when we'll start seeing the Padres there and 
fighting against the Dodgers for the top spot in the NL West. I think the NL is just getting better. I think the NL was kind of <clears throat> getting walked all over by the American League for the past couple of years. Like, even in the All-Star game, it's been that way. But, you know, the Nationals are still going to be there. As long as they can re-sign Rendon, I, that's a big if, obviously, because I think Rendon could go somewhere else. He's going to get money wherever, especially after his postseason stats. But that division's going to be tough. I mean, the Phillies are going to be good. Harper's going to, you know, be there. Um, the Mets, I still think, are going to be relevant. Um, the NL Central, you know, the Cubs are going to be back. They're a team to worry about. The Brewers are still the Brewers. Come on, say your Cardinals. Well, I, I don't <laughs> – yes, Jack Flaherty's winning the Cy Young next year. You heard it here first. Um, the, Mer- the National League is just good now, so who, I just don't do know. Want, who do you want the Cardinals to get? Rendon in a heartbeat. I think they need one more hitter. I don't think Ozuna did it for me, and I hope to God we do not re-sign Marcelo Ozuna. How he ever won a gold glove is the biggest question mark I have ever witnessed in the history of my life in sports. He is horrible in left field. I understand he had an arm problem, a shoulder problem, but my goodness gracious, he does not know how to catch a fly ball. I just remember watching one of the games early this year, and he jumps up on the fence, and the ball landed 10 feet in front of him. Yes, no, no, I... <laughs> I Sometimes, you know, you look down at your phone, like, when you see, like, the ball is going to go yard to, like, you know, catch up. No, I whenever it was hit to left field, I was watching. I was staring at the television, making sure that ball went into that his glove. <laughs> he is terrifying. I would love Rendon. I think Rendon is probably the best player in this free agent class. I mean, that's kind of hard to say because you probably have Garrett Cole, who is the Cy Young Award winner probably in the American League right now. You have Bumgarner, who is probably the best pitcher in postseason history available. And then you have Strasburg, who just won the World Series MVP. So there's a lot of talent in this free agent and market. But, you know, we'll see where they go. I think that, I mean, where are your takes and where some of them go? I mean, just go back on what you said before. We, we were talking about all the free agents. Like, yeah. you showed me a list of all of them. They, they would make the playoffs and they would probably make the World Series just on their just on their own. Oh, the starting five alone insane. would be insane. It would be Cole, Strasburg, Bumgarner, Wheeler, and Ryu. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. So Ryu's a Cyan candidate this year. Mm-hmm. Cole's probably gonna win it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we talked about Strasburg already and we talked about Bumgarner. Yeah, that would be horrible. Horrible. And Wheeler showed a lot of a um Took a lot of strides. He, everyone's always been kind of like waiting on him to be like, you know, he gets kind of lost in that Mets rotation with Syndergaard and DeGrom, obviously, being as phenomenal as they are, and even when Matt Harvey was there. Um, but, you know, he's he's going to go to a team like whoever misses out on one of these top guys, like the Angels. I could see Zach Wheeler going to the Angels and just being phenomenal for them. I don't know. A lot of stuff that I see says, like, Strasburg or Cole going to the Angels because they're going to – there's no teams that will spend that much money. They'll overpay for anyone. Yeah, but... It'll still be mediocre. I mean, so will the Dodgers or Yankees. Like, I'm not going to That's what I thought about that. the Yankees, and then last year they didn't really do anything. Yeah, but they didn't... They tried to still. Like, they were in the hunt for Corbin. But, they were in it, the hunt for Machado If you're bit, in the like, hunt and you're the Yankees... That's not good enough. Just, I understand It's, it's kind of weird. Like, I just grew up... Dad's a Yankees fan. Grew up being a Yankees fan, so I'm kind of used to the Yankees getting whatever they want, I guess. And that's why... And so being in the hunt isn't really... That's why I'm going to see a blank enough. check and they're going to get one of these guys and I'm going to be annoyed. <laughs> yes. That's exactly what's going to happen. This I, was, I was very surprised the Yankees uh, 
they re-signed Chapman or yeah they re-signed Chapman yeah. but they didn't give a qualifying offer to Gregorius yeah, which I, was I interesting to me because Gregorius is I mean Yankees lineup is full of a lot of talent but he was one of the more consistent bats I guess I would say I would say throughout the year until the, until the playoffs came yeah he had I mean he had probably the most difficult one of the most difficult jobs in the world replacing Derek Jeter like you're never gonna be able to get out of that shadow in New York especially I guess but he's and, yeah he tried, he's been phenomenal yeah, like he's been, very good. he's been he's he's gonna be a good addition to whoever gets him D-backs <laughs> all right so let's go to the NFL a little bit big Sunday night game was uh, Ravens against the Patriots. What, what were your takeaways from that, Jack? Uh, Lamar Jackson is very good at football. I know you're not the biggest Lamar Jackson fan, but he's he's very good. He's like a better Cleo Tate. So, I'm not is a Lamar Ari- Jackson hater. I love it? those type of quarterbacks because they're fun to play with in Madden. And at the end of the day, that's what really matters if they're not playing for my team. So, Lamar, I like running around with my quarterback. But Lamar is... I just don't know if it's sustainable just based off the fact that like i loved robert griffin the third i was a huge rg3 fan he was probably my favorite player to watch for a little bit i had an rg3 jersey like i was all in on the redskins for a little bit like i thought they were going to be really good and really fun to watch and he just got hurt and i just don't know if lamar is going to be able to maintain this level of success i think the ravens are a phenomenal franchise and they have the ability to like they drafted well around them like they have like all those tight end sets that they do that really help but i just he's one injuries he's one injury away from being rg3 and on the bench yeah but just kind of overall the ravens looked very good i haven't seen i mean did we really expect anyone to beat the patriots especially but like that we're what halfway through the season and uh analysts professional analysts we're already talking about the patriots going undefeated and it's it's so bill belichick to lose right before bye week well yeah on a team that's still gonna make it to this freaking super bowl (laughs) they're still gonna go there all right so now you saw a little bit of the ravens ravens or chiefs who's the bigger threat to the patriots to get to the super bowl because those are probably the two biggest you know I, i guess teams that they're going to have to face in the AFC that could keep them out of the Super Bowl? I would... The way the Ravens played last night, I would probably say them. We also saw the Patriots play the Chiefs last year in the playoffs, mm-hmm. and Patriots still won. Yeah. Um, probably both those, whoever the Patriots would play, would also be in Foxborough, which is probably one of the if not the toughest place to play in the nfl that's why i would like the ravens a little bit just because their ability to run the football because in foxborough it's gonna be a little colder it's gonna be a little bit harder to throw i think mahomes is probably still the best quarterback in the nfl i'm a huge mahomes guy i think that he's amazing um but um being able to run the ball the patriots couldn't they knew what lamar was gonna do and they couldn't stop it i think adding mark ingram to that team is was an insane upgrade for them. I think that that... Because on those read option plays, it means that you actually have to account for the running back more because Ingram can break it at any point. He, We saw it at Bama. We saw it in New Orleans. Like He is a very capable running back that gets overlooked a lot in this league, but he is one at the top of the list for me. Like He's up there. He doesn't, His name isn't talked about as much, but it should be. Yeah, now there's, for the rest of the NFL, there's only one undefeated team left, San Francisco. 
Bill Belichick still. <laughs> How much longer do you think that they will be undefeated for? What do we got? Two weeks until they play the Saints? <laughs> Is it that for them? They play the they play Seahawks this week, and that's not going to be easy because right now, if the year ended, Russell Wilson's my MVP pick. He has been phenomenal. He was amazing this week, even though he was playing the Bucks. Uh, one, two, three. Oh, man, the Niners' schedule. They play the Seahawks, the Cardinals, the Packers. Cardinals. <sighs> So all three of their next games are home against the Seahawks, Cardinals, and Packers. So they should be able to win all of them, honestly. But then they go to Baltimore and to New Orleans. Like, oh, so those are two so L's. I, those are two very hard games. I, they're not going to end the year undefeated. There's, they still have to play the Seahawks twice. They play the Rams one more time. They play the Packers, the Ravens, and the Saints. They could end up with five losses. That's still a great year. Nobody really expected them to be this good off the gate this year like a lot of people picked them probably to make the playoffs like as a wild card everyone kind of assumed the rams were going to lock up that division i think that was pretty safe to say especially after them going to the super bowl but eight and oh you know jimmy g great job nick bosa already already one of the best defenders in the league he has made such an impact that defense is scary i would not want to see them in the playoffs no, that's the big thing for football. It's such a – everyone always looks at offense and how many points you're scoring, but, like, defense is probably more important. Defense travel – you can travel on the road with defense. You're not going to make as many mistakes. It's just – Yeah, there's a reason people say defense wins championships. It it still holds true to this day. Big plays. A turnover is could literally be the difference between winning and losing. And if your defense can create a turnover, whether it be like a sack fumble, an interception, whatever it may be, it – can change the entire outcome of the game. We were watching the Patriot Raven game and the Patriots created a turnover on special teams. And we literally thought the Patriots were going to come back to win that game after that. Cause just because how much of a difference in momentum and everything that creates. All right, we're going to talk about your favorite thing, the Phoenix Suns. Let's go, baby. I am so hyped about this team. Monty Williams, if I ever meet you, I will give you a kiss on your forehead. You literally are the saving grace for Phoenix, for Arizona sports currently. Five and two is better than I ever could have expected. I was hoping for 30-ish wins this year. Baby, we're making the playoffs. That's all that matters. (laughs) Devin Booker, I love you. You are my favorite player now. I... Nobody could guard you. Triple team him. Everyone was complaining about how he said he wanted to work on his game this offseason and how he didn't want to deal with double teams. He gets double teamed every night, and he still dropped 40 last night on the undefeated 76ers. I understand they were missing a bead, but we were missing Aiden, so you can't use that as an excuse. They still have a ton of all-star talent on that team where the Suns technically have zero. <laughs> so, Suns are winning it all. That's all I got to say. Feel better you got all that out? Yes. That was much needed. I have been holding that all in. I... They're winning it all. We're making the playoffs now. I don't care what anyone tells me. <laughs> two points away from being undefeated. Two against two very good teams. The Nuggets and the Jazz are very, very good. And to lose to the Nuggets in Denver by one in overtime, okay, give me that. Oh, that's fine. And they would have beat the Jazz if the officials didn't. Book would have hit a game. Book would have hit it. I don't even care. Book's that good. That's that's all I got to say. The only team that scares me is the Lakers at this point and the Clippers. Well, I could keep going, but <laughs> those two are still it. What about the Lakers start? What? What do you have to say about the Lakers start a little bit? LeBron James. Yeah. Dude, he's leading the league in assists in his 17th year. 
<laughs> I'm you put, sorry. You put him on any team and make playoffs. I, Last I, year's a bad example because he got hurt for like half the season, but <laughs> you put him on any team and make playoffs. I don't necessarily feel like I'm – I don't even care. I'm still going to say it. I wasn't alive or able to watch Michael Jordan's greatness. LeBron's better. I don't even care. Like, LeBron is the king for a reason. He, You can say whatever you want about him, but – Man, this guy is just unbelievable. He is he's averaging he's averaging eleven point two assists. He's I mean, I understand he has Anthony Davis and that's pretty easy assists here and there. But he's the face of basketball. What he does off and on the court, he's a true role model. He he really won a championship for Cleveland, went back. He <clears throat> The so, Lakers are going to be so good still. So is he still the best player in the NBA? You got Kawhi, there, you got Giannis, you got whoever else. I think that he means more to a team than them. So I, don't I think, think he's, he's the most important I, I think player he's the most important player just because he can do everything. Like, he isn't necessarily the best at one specific thing anymore, but he his basketball IQ is second to none, and he just makes these plays that you're like, oh, my God. Like, with him and Brady, when are these guys going to retire? Like, they're still the best in, what, w- our whole life we've been able to watch them on a yeah. TV screen? Like, that's... We're able to tell our kids, yeah, we were live and watched entire Tom Brady and Michael, or, excuse me, Michael Jordan, um, LeBron James' career. Like, the whole thing, start yeah. to finish. I just, it's amazing. The Lakers are 5-1. and one. Their only losses to the Clippers on opening night, which, I mean, you talked about it a little bit on, about college basketball it's the same thing for the pros like opening night la there's a lot of hype behind both of those teams the lakers didn't come to play a lot they had a lot of unnecessary turnovers they were getting careless a little bit which is really hard because you know you want to get the ball lebron you want to get the ball anthony davis those are two of the best players in the nba like i just the lakers have been really good and i don't see that going away all right, so we talked about last week DeAndre Ayton getting suspended, and now John Collins has gotten suspended also for t- for using PEDs, and he got su- suspended the same amount as Ayton did. What do you think about that? I think that it makes me feel better about the Ayton suspension because when it first happened, I was really upset about the length of it because I didn't think it was necessarily fair because it was the seventh, seventh longest, right? Yeah. <clears throat> um... So, yeah, John Collins and the Hawks were, you know, they have a lot of talent and a lot of promise around them. I mean, Trey Young's injury doesn't help. That's a little, you know, scary for that team. But Collins out of Wake Forest was, you know, he was looking like a future star in this league. And it's a shame that we're not going to be able to witness him or Aiden play because they're both phenomenal talents. Um, I hope that, you know, this doesn't, become a trend that we're going to start seeing with some of these young players getting suspended for doing, you know, stupid stuff, I guess. Yeah, he was averaging 17 points and 8 rebounds. And I I always thought it was very interesting. Do you believe when players say it was unknown that I was taking this or my doctor told me I could take this and it would be fine, do you think they should still have to serve out a full suspension? Do you think maybe the doctor, I don't know how the doctor would get in trouble, but like just maybe take away games if they actually honestly don't know. I don't know how you're going to be able to tell if they honestly do or don't know, but still. Yeah, because, I mean, some people do take it intentionally. Like, that's yeah, the world we live in. But 
everyone would just say they didn't mean to take it intentionally if there was a way around that. I truly do believe some people don't know. Like, I I think that it's in little things or, like, their trainer will do, you know, the trainer's job is to get them better, healthier, whatever. I Maybe the trainer doesn't read all the ingredients, whatever. If you're I a trainer, you have to. Uh, Be the reason that DeAndre Aiden or John Collins gets Oh, suspended. you're fired, absolutely. Yeah. But I just... I believe some of them, but for the most part, I think these guys, I think there's so much talent in the NBA that anyone's looking for an edge. And if they think they can do this for a little bit and if, and if it makes that big of an adjustment, I think it's worth a chance to some of these guys. So we're going to also about the NBA real quick. We're going to talk about what are some of your biggest surprises so far this year besides the Suns? Besides the Suns? Yes. We just talked about the Suns for like five minutes. I mean, I guess the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat are five and one. Like, yeah, they they played the Rockets and they did pretty well. Yeah, they destroyed the Rockets. <laughs> the Miami Heat started off the year without Jimmy Butler for personal reasons, and they still were looking really good. There's a lot of hate that goes on with Jimmy Butler, but he's a gamer. Like there. Are, you know, there's stuff in the locker room, whatever. I would love if Jimmy Butler was on my team. Like, I think that he hits the good shots. He defends all game. He tries his hardest. Like, I'm a big Jimmy Butler fan. I think that they're going to be – I mean, the East is still a little bit weaker than the West, obviously. But I think that the Heat, obviously, are off to a phenomenal start. And I think they're probably going to make the playoffs. Who are your biggest disappointments this year? I, I was really high on – the Bulls. I thought the Bulls were going to be able to take that next step, especially in the lower Easter Conference. I'm a big marketing fan, obviously. He went here, got a watchman person a little bit. Um, He's very good. Zach Levine's phenomenal talent. He still shouldn't have won the dunk contest, but I don't want to take that away from what he can do best in con- a normal game. Best dunk contest ever. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, they had um, Wendell Carter, great talent. They just drafted Kobe White. Um I was high on them. I thought that they were going to be able to be, you know, maybe hover around 500, maybe a little bit lower. I, My expectations for that team this year. I'm also a little bit disappointed in the Trailblazers. Um, they're 3-4. and four. They lost to a Warrior team last night where I maybe could have named three of the starters. I Three might be pushing it. Yeah. Dame Dollar, buddy. Pal, I, I need a little bit more from you. I understand you still dropped 40. 40-something last night, but... Dude, three and four? Are you kidding me? Let's figure it out a little bit. And then what are, what are you looking at for MVP right now? Book. On a serious note, if LeBron keeps this up, averaging a triple-double and leading the league in assists, I don't know how you can say LeBron James because the Lakers' record at the end of the year is going to be at one of the top of the league. You could say him or Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis won Western Conference Player of the Week. So, I mean – his numbers are there. He's going to have the rebounds and everything. But just I understand I shouldn't take that into account, and nobody really should. But just the fact that it's around 17th year, like I'm going to – I would give him my vote personally. He still probably has, what, like four or five years left? Yeah. Well, the thing about the Western Conference right now is Kawhi's going to do load management, so he's not going to win the MVP. Luka Doncic's probably going to be in it if the Mavs keep this up. Luka's been phenomenal. Um, Towns is suspended right now, but Towns was doing really well. But I think the Wolves are going to fall off a little bit. The Nuggets haven't been phenomenal or great yet. They're, I mean, I'm a huge Jokic fan. I think that he's probably the best center in the NBA. 
but he's not going to do it. The Rockets, Harden can't <laughs> shoot a good percent. I get higher grades on my test than Harden shoots, and that's saying something, Jack. That is saying something. So Spanish two hundred two. Yeah, baby, that's going to be a struggle. So I think it's LeBron's. What about you? I mean, I don't know how you can't give it to LeBron. I think everyone. I think he just comes with so much. People expect him to do a lot, and he's still, like, as you said, in his 17th year, and he's blowing past people's expectations. Yeah. So I think it's yeah, if they keep doing, if the Lakers keep doing this, and they have one of the best records in the NBA, I think it has to go to him. It's either him or Giannis, probably. In all yeah. seriousness, like yeah. just because Giannis is Giannis. <laughs> yeah, Giannis. He's very, very good. All right, so let's move on to the NHL a little bit. This is definitely where Jack... Hockey. This is the only sport Jack knows more than me about. I will put that on the record. Okay. So, Jack, what are the best teams right now in the NHL? Let's hear it. Uh, In no particular order, probably the Bruins, uh, Capitals, and very surprisingly, the Edmonton Oilers, who no one really expected to be good they trade and they got uh mike smith from the calgary flames uh he used to be an arizona coyote um, but no one really expected them to have the season that they are they're at 10 and 4 right now they have 22 points um but i think the probably the bruins are the best team in hockey right now david posternock has just been phenomenal um he's probably going to win mvp this year if he keeps up what he's doing um yeah. So you you talked a little bit about the Oilers, like that nobody was really expecting. Is that your biggest surprise so far in the NHL, or like what has been your biggest surprise? I would say yeah, the Oilers. Um, if you kind of look in the Pacific Division, there's also uh, Vancouver is second place right now. Um, they're a very young team, and people expect them to be good. Probably not this year, but they again they're just, NHL. No one really knows what to expect. Last year the Blues were the worst team in hockey, and they came back and they won the Stanley Cup. Can you tell me who predicted that? Uh, no. I, I don't seem to know what you're talking about. I had never gotten into hockey before my friendship with Jack Cooper. And then the NHL playoffs rolled around. I'm a big St. Louis Cardinal fan. So there was just something in the air that day. And I said, the Blues are going to win it all. And Jack said, Cole, you are insane. Jack probably got a phone call every day for a month saying, let's go Blues. Just because I was right. But... So, what have you been your biggest disappointments this year so far in the NHL? Mine would be the Red Wings, just based <laughs> off the fact they lost me money. Because, as many of you will grow to know as the show grows, I gamble a lot. <laughs> so, Cole did a parlay last night. What were your three teams you chose to win last night? Dude, I need to pull this up. I don't it was the Bruins, honest. the Oilers. Yeah, both of them. Did, no, the Oilers <laughs> lost too, didn't they? Oilers lost the Coyotes in overtime. The Bruins, the Oilers, and the Red Wings. What was your reasoning for picking the Red Wings? Yes, I'm mad at him because he didn't come and talk to me before he did uh, this parlay. What was your reasoning? Honestly, I know what your reasoning is. Do you want me to tell you? They're red. Um, but honestly, <laughs> the money line paid out more. And I was in Spanish and looking for any type of distraction. <laughs> Heather, tune out. You told, <laughs> you told me that you looked at the Red Wings schedule, saw they beat the Predators on yes. opening night. Yes. We've talked about opening night for now three different sports and how it's very different than the rest of the season. And you saw that the Red Wings beat the Predators. Yes. You were feeling pretty good after the Red Wings were up one nothing last night, weren't you? What was the final score of that game? 
I don't even want to know. <laughs> Pretty sure it was five to one. It, well, it, I think last time I checked it was four to one, but it probably I know it was turn. at least five to one. Okay, well then it was five to one. It's okay. We're still positive on the day. That's all that matters. What's your biggest disappointment though? Uh, probably. Oh, sorry, it was six to one actually. <laughs> Red Wings buddies, <laughs> pals. I had so much faith They're in you guys. They're two best defensemen out. They, I don't even care. they lost like nine out of their last eleven games. Just score. <laughs> Uh, probably my biggest disappointment would be the Lightning or the Sharks. Ex- explanation, please. Uh, yeah. So every so the Lightning had one of the best regular seasons in hockey history last year, and they didn't do too much different, I guess, this year. And so people were expecting them to be very, very good, like they were last year. Um, they are one game over five hundred and have 14 points, which at this point of the year is not great, I guess. It's, it's kind of like in the middle. Uh, just for comparison, the Ducks, who no one expected to be anywhere near good, have 19 points. Um, so it's, they are probably, the, the Lightning are my, by far my biggest disappointment. And then also another team I was very high on, very, no, two teams I was very sky high on, were the New Jersey Devils and the Dallas Stars. I, the Dallas Stars are kind of, they're always very, they have such good, not good's not the right word, such incredible talent. Uh, Tyler Sagan, they got Joe Pavelski, Ben Bishop, uh, Miko, Nico Heiskinen, I'm not, not good at pronouncing names, especially in hockey. And so they, they have very good talent, but they just, they lose in the first round, maybe they get to the second round, and they, they just never are as good as they should be, I guess. And then also the New Jersey Devils, they got uh, P.K. Subban, who's probably one of the best defensemen in the entire league. Um, they Taylor Hall, who's also very good. They were good. They were pretty good. La- mm, they were all right last year. And they got the number one pick because uh, hockey has a lottery system. And... They just have not done anything. I picked them to make the playoffs before the season started, and they're they're at three and five and have ten points. Well, we have some breaking news. <laughs> oh, that's exciting. Cam Newton goes on IR, season over. Oh, nobody was really expecting that. Um, the Panthers kind of have one of the MVP frontrunners right now, and Christian McCaffrey, who has been phenomenal, and. St- Kyle Allen is that their quarterback now? Kyle Allen or Jake Allen or one of the, the Allens? One of the freaking quarterback. Kyle Allen. Yes, I was right. Good. So Kyle Allen has been phenomenal. Yeah. He has came in and turned their season around. Everyone kind of counted the Panthers out, especially after Cam was battling all this stuff. Do you think Cam's career is kind of? over i don't know if i would say his career is over i don't know how old he is um but it's probably what his late 20s he there will be a team that needs a quarterback uh chicago bears if you're listening he's 30 he's 30 he's he's not he's kind of like in the middle like he's not that old he's not too young um but there's going to be teams that need quarterbacks and he's still a very good quarterback my thing about cam is that his success came from his athletic ability. He was an athletic freak. 
he was you know he would run people over he was extremely fast he's 6'5 245 like he's exactly what you want out of a quarterback he has the perfect frame for it um injuries have plagued him he really has never been the same since losing that super bowl should have just dove on the ball he was mvp that year everything was rolling well i broncos defense was phenomenal i'm not taking that away from that was an (laughs) ugly game but cam has never been cam ever again really like and i think that i agree with you i think there's teams that need a quarterback i could see him going to the bears that would be a great fit i think that's what a lot of people kind of thought obviously he's out for the rest of the season but when pete when he came back that's kind of a place people maybe yeah and i think that'd be a good fit i think that he could help run the offense there i think that he would have a you know the defensive help that he needed because that Panthers team that made it to the Super Bowl was really good defensively. He was also obviously MVP, so they did well offensively with him too. But um, I think his career is done in Carolina. Yeah, because I, agree I think with that. that if Kyle Allen, I don't think they're going to win the division from the Saints. I mean, obviously, yeah. I have a little bit of bias there, but if i don't even know if they'll make the playoffs but if they can finish above 500 or right at 500 i don't see a reason for them to replace kyle allen with how he's been playing they 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 lost to the niners badly but that's really their only to my memory at least they're really their only bad loss with him yeah they they also haven't played i guess great teams they played they beat the pan or they beat the uh, Titans. They beat the Bucks. They beat the Jaguars. They got blown out by the 49ers. Um, did they, they beat the Texans? They beat the though? Te- They did beat the Texans. The Texans are quality team. Yeah, Texans, like, are, Texans are Deshaun Watson's amazing. So, um, but moving forward, they're gonna go to Lambeau, which the Packers mm. are gonna be coming off a pretty embarrassing loss. It was one of Aaron Rodgers' worst performances of his career. He got me about four points for my fantasy team, so I'm not too happy. Um, and then they have the Falcons at home, and then they have to go to the Saints. L. Uh, then they get to play the Redskins at home. That'll be. But they should finish the year right around yeah, five hundred. That's what realistically. That's but that's a good year for them. Yeah. Like without Cam, without your franchise quarterback, <laughs> like everybody thought the Panthers were going to be really good this year, make another playoff run. Like I'm one of those believers included. I thought Cam Newton was going to be great again cam newton is one of the scariest people to play because you don't know if he's going to beat you with your arms or your legs he can do it either way and he's going to run you over while yeah doing and, it. and you can't stop it no cameron jordan one of my favorite saints players says cam newton is by far his favorite person to sack because it's so difficult to bring him down because of how big he is how fast he is and how strong he is yeah no i would 100 percent agree with that so just for my excitement, college basketball is back. We've talked about this. What are your honest, honest expect- expectations for U of A? Honestly, <laughs> honestly, honestly. No biased. I won't even talk about my love for Nico during this talk. <coughs> be nice if I could stop coughing. Um, I think it really depends when Dutrieve is back. I do expect him to... I think he'll be back before conference season is. It's If you don't know what happened, it's a team indefinite suspension um, on Dutrieve. So whenever Sean Miller gets a question asked, he's just he's like, I don't, it's whenever. It's like an in-team thing. They don't want to tell anyone. <coughs> God. 
And so my honest ex- expectations, I think they're going to have, for some reason, I think they'll have two losses during non-conference. I think they'll lose to Baylor, and there'll just be another loss somewhere along there. They play... <coughs> so... <coughs> yeah, you talk. <laughs> I'll give my expectations. I think they're only going to have one out-of-conference loss. I think they'll probably lose to Baylor, like Jack was about to say, because traveling to Baylor is not an easy thing to do. But... Um, <laughs> I think they'll beat Gonzaga at home. I think that they're out of conference schedule. They have really only, I mean, I shouldn't say that because in college basketball, anything can happen, but really only three games that pop out to me, I guess, as potential L's for the Wildcats. Um, But, you know, two of them are in McHale. And my bias is going to show a little bit here, but McHale is one of the hardest if not the hardest place to play in college basketball so i think that they're going to do well there i think they'll probably split in the reg- in the conference play with oregon and i think they'll probably split with washington Ooh, yeah and then i washington's think washington's very is a very tough place to play yeah it is and i think that you know i think ucla will probably take one from the cats i think so so I, th- I got like five or six L's on the okay. schedule for the that's, team. That's about what I would say. I I think we did our TV show last night. I think I said six. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think they'll have two non-conference losses. I think they'll lose to Baylor in Waco. Baylor's a top 15 team. And I just think there will be, this team is so, they haven't played well. They have mm. not, excuse me. They haven't played together. Yeah. So chemistry is a huge thing um, for this team. And they just, I just think there'll be another loss somewhere along the line. So let's get crazier for a second. Okay. If they go to Baylor and win. Okay. They destroy Gonzaga for some reason at home. Because okay. Nico's going to drop 50. Okay. Of course. <clears throat> biased. What are your expectations then? Because then the, well, the ceiling is high right now. Like, my boomer bust year, like... At minimum, this team needs to reach the Sweet 16 or Elite 8 for me. Like, minimum. If they don't do that, it's a horrible year. I don't care about anything else. I don't care if we win the pack. I don't care if we win the pack tournament. If we don't reach the Elite 8 at minimum, mm-hmm. I'm pissed. Like, it's not a good year. So, if we go to Baylor and Gonzaga comes here and we run it, like, it's a phenomenal game by us. I'm out here talking about Nico Bandian for the whole freaking segment after this. What 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 are your expectations? I then? still think because honestly, because Pac-12 basketball is very weird. Pac-12 in call in basketball sports. and football, <laughs> I guess in sports in general, is very weird. You got Pac-12 after dark. I still think there will be around four losses in Pac-12 play. But does it change what you think for the tournament? Because you're like you're the Sweet 16 type of person right now. Like you're not like you're not me where I'm thinking natty or what like. I've just been an Arizona basketball fan too long to know to not get my hopes up until it's actually happening. So if they beat Gonzaga, your hopes aren't up though. That's my point. I'm I guess. excited, but I don't think I don't know what it would take for me. We could go undefeated, and I would still think we lose. This. We Clip would lose. This not. He's going to come in here saying Natty or bust after that. We're going to beat Baylor and we're going to beat Gonzaga, and you're going to be having no, the I'm, biggest smile on your face. Gonna, and you're not even going to know what to do with yourself. <laughs> you're not going to know what to do with yourself. This is. <laughs> Such a deep and talented roster. I am so excited for you to start. I no, just can't I, wait for I'm tomorrow. very excited. I'm very excited for conference play because the team will have chemistry. They'll have played together. And I just... 
Well, but if we lose to ASU first conference game of the year, I'm I'm pissed. Like the year's <laughs> over. I don't even care. Like that's gonna be. I'm gonna go from the ceiling to the floor in about point two seconds after that occurs. No way we lose to ASU at home. I. Uh, all right, we got two minutes left. Let's just do some quick college predictions, real quick. Kansas or Duke? I can't pick against Coach K. Okay. Uh, Michigan State, Kentucky. There's a reason Michigan State's one. LSU, Bama. For college football, excuse me. College football, one versus two. Bama, number two. LSU, number one. In Tuscaloosa, college game day is going to be there. It's a date. It's a day game, right? I think it's 1.30, yeah. Yeah, I think it's yeah 1.30, day game. Who are you going with? So. You have two minutes. LSU's offensive coordinator. You know where he grew up? Where? Redlands, California. Oh, God. LSU, baby. Okay. <laughs> and then Penn State and Minnesota. Penn State's fifth. Fifth in the country, Minnesota's number 13. I'm pretty sure that game's in Minnesota. It's in Minnesota, yeah. The Penn State's still favored by six and a half, but that's going to be a good game. I think that Minnesota's one of those teams that, like, we don't necessarily ever talk about them, but, like, they've been around the past couple of years. Like, yeah. they've been relevant. Like, I think it's just hard playing in the Big Ten with Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State. Yeah, Michigan but the State. fact that they're still making their teeth is round of applause for them. I think that Penn State will still come out on top, but, like, I feel goal. Yeah, like it's gonna be a close game. I think that, but I would still take Penn State. What about you for those games? Uh, just quickly, I'm gonna go Kentucky. I'm gonna go. Ooh. Just pick all opposite of me. Let's have fun with this. <laughs> all right, Kansas, Kentucky. <laughs> I can't pick Kansas. Sorry, Aiden. Uh, Duke, Kentucky, Bama, and we're gonna go upset with Minnesota. Wow. So you only agreed with me on Duke? <laughs> yes, because I can't pick Kansas. Sorry, Aiden. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, We'll be back next Tuesday at 11 o'clock. We're still working on getting a uh, Twitter page going. Jack is working on getting a Twitter page going. That'll be up soon. Uh, Thank you guys. We'll see you next week. Like the Romans, 300 persistent, where the Trojans, baby, we living in the moment. I've been a minute.